180 degrees on I Am Youth. <laughs> Luane on 180 degrees. Shana on 180 degrees. 180 degrees with Zoe George. 180 degrees on Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to 180 degrees with me, Inga Stoffels, and here with me is the lovely, the beautiful. Oh my gosh, you've said <laughs> entirely too much about me. Thank you so much, Inga. I'm here, Zoe Georgian. Wow, we're so excited to be here. We the- are super excited. Right? It's the first Monday of the new year. <laughs> And we have you guys here with us, which makes us even more excited. Because you know we love Mondays. Nothing has changed. Mm-hmm. And 2021 has kind of just fired us up even more. So Am I true. right, Zoe? Yes, I'm feeling a strange excitement. I usually don't like New Year's because, you know... It- There's nothing special about it, in mm. my opinion. It's all hype. Right? It's a lot of hype <laughs> enough, just like actual reason to be excited. But I'm very excited. I'm very, I'm anticipating the new year. I'm starting third year. It's just, it feels oh, like there's exciting. so many possibilities. Exciting. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. What's down in Cape Town? Cape Town. So you guys just listened to Different by Micah Taylor, and I hope you guys enjoyed that. Now we are going into the What's Down in Cape Town section of the show. Now, if you are in Cape Town or even just South Africa, you're probably aware that we are under quite a strict lockdown right now. So I'm not going to tell you where to go in Cape Town because We're I'm back. not trying to get you guys fined or imprisoned. <laughs> we back there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So this week we have curated a list of a few movies you guys might want to check out. If you haven't already, I've seen most of these movies and I quite like them. I really enjoyed them. The first one is God's Not Dead. Mm. This movie is available on Showmax or maybe... Showmax is also very connected to DSTV, so maybe it'll come on infrequently there. Maybe, it's a yeah. it's a very interesting movie. I recognize some of the actors. They've been in other films before, and I think they played convincing roles. The story was very entertaining. They had some nice celebrities. Yes, like, I think they're yes. more American celebrities because it's like people I like. I know of them, but. Uh, They're not my type of celebrity, <laughs> but they might be yours. So just check them out. The Duck Dynasty family, I believe. Next, we have The Shack. This one is also available on Showmax. It's a very touching, very moving story that it's mm. it's actually quite emotional. I believe there's a book that is slightly different from the movie, as they always tend to be. They like to add spice always, whenever making always. films. The book is always more descriptive. It's true. But sometimes the films just have more. Yeah. It's like... Both of it is like on different levels. I But I actually haven't watched The Shack yet. Mm, I and I know there was a whole hype around it and I've never watched it. So that is on my list, definitely. I think you'll really like it. I quite enjoyed it. I watched it when I first dyed my hair. And it, was, <laughs> <laughs> it was very entertaining. I was like, I almost made a mistake on my hair because I was so into the movie. Next, we have Faith Like Potatoes. This one is mm. an old one that I'm pretty sure many of you saw my grade four teacher told us to watch this movie she was a very devout christian and she was not wrong it was a very entertaining movie but like the shack it can get emotional at times mm. 
Then last one is Facing the Giants. This one is another very Americanized story that I feel can touch anyone who watches it. Mm. I believe Sandra Bullock stars in this, I believe. Hi. Don't hold me to it if she doesn't, but I'm pretty sure it's her. Why don't you guys tell us? Yeah! us a message. (laughs) Why don't our well-watched cinephiles who listen to the show, why don't you guys let Mm. us know? Let us know at 081-729-1657. We would love to hear from you. That is our WhatsApp line. Do you know what else we will also love to hear from you? If you guys can remember correctly... Zoe and I spoke about a surprise that we have for you guys. And if you've seen on our social media, we've been saying we have a surprise for you. We have something happening on tonight's show. And if you would like to be part of the 180 Degrees team, mm-hmm. tune in tonight. And this is the moment. Yes, that you've been waiting for. <laughs> so we would like you guys to send us a voice note. If you feel like you have what it takes to be the next 180 degree presenter in here with myself and Zoe, mm-hmm. send us a voice note telling us why you should be a 180 degrees presenter and you can send that voice note to 081-729-1657. Make it funky, make it, you know, make it hype, give us a vibe, give us a feel for you and remember this is just a guideline, a short voice clip telling us why you should be on 180 degrees but you can spice it up in whichever way you mm-hmm. would like to because we love that. Mm-hmm. We, we want to see some of you in it. So yes. like when you're making the voice, you know, try to put a bit of your personality in it so mm. we can have a feel for who you are. Also, as much as we like to open this one to everyone, there are a few guidelines? barriers you need to Criteria? Yeah, There's a criteria. There criteria, we go. Criteria, yes. There we go. We would prefer it if you're in between the ages of 19 and 29. Please be a Christian. We want you to believe and share the values and views of this mm. radio station. And it would be preferable if you lived in the Western Cape. Or yes. rather just because the Western Cape is quite large. So the Let's make it Cape Town. Cape Town, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, if you fit those categories and you guys would love to be mm. on the show, or you think you have what it takes, and you just might have it, please WhatsApp us a voice note telling us, why you think, or like Inga said, why you think you should mm. be on the show. Add some of your personality in it. And yes. WhatsApp it to 81 Even if you don't send us a voice note yourself, if you feel like, oh, I just eat 30, I'm out of the criteria, <laughs> or, yeah. oh, radio's not really for me, but I actually have this cousin. Mm. Send them the ad. Tell yeah. them about this. Let them send us a voice note. Share it, share it, share it. Don't be afraid. You can go to our Instagrams. You can go to mine, Inga. <laughs> you can go to mine at Inga underscore Stacy, And you will see it on my story. You can share it. You can share the post. And you can also look at 729 Cape Pulpit, yeah. if I'm correct, on you Instagram. Are. Yes. And, and you will am, also see. Yes. As well as the IMY Youth Movement on Instagram, they should also have it, I believe. Definitely. So spread the word. Even if it's not for you, you might know someone that it is for. Visit our website now, www.imymovement.co.za. So this week, I'm very excited for the interview we have planned. We are going to be talking to Gustav Kroos, a missionary from In Context Ministries. He's going to be talking to us about how what missionary work is and how the COVID-19 lockdowns have affected missionary work in any way. So I'd just like to say good evening, Mr. Kroos. How are you doing? Well, very good, Zoe. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. No, thank you for being on. The pleasure is all ours. 
So I'd like to ask you, what exactly is a missionary and what do they do for the communities that they assist? Okay, well, in general, a missionary would be described as somebody that goes to promote Christianity outside of their own country's borders. So to be sent to another country to, to promote Christianity. But I recently we have also seen a lot of missionary work done by local people within their own countries. Mm. So that would be uh, a very strict definition of it, but you can be a missionary within your own country as well. And uh, then the work uh, that you refer to, that will vary. It is such a wide variety of things that missionaries can do. Uh, a lot of people would think that missionary work is purely going knocking on people's doors and telling them about Jesus. But uh, various platforms are used for missionaries. Uh, one of them is schooling. Uh, a lot of um, missionaries goes overseas to specifically teach English and through the building of relationships, mm. share the gospel um, through medical help, doctors, nurses, uh, medical personnel um, that get sent as missionaries. Um, you get church planters, you get discipleship trainers, you get people who get sent out as business as mission missionaries, people who deliberately go to infiltrate communities as business people in one way or another to, to share the gospel. So the dynamics of missionary work can take a lot of different avenues. That's very interesting. That reminds me of, like, during the apartheid times, I remember there were mission schools in the areas where the black people lived. I believe Nelson Mandela uh-huh. went to a mission school. Uh-huh. Yes. yes. So I, I actually didn't think that that was still happening to this day, but thank you for letting me know. I would like uh-huh. to, how does In Context, like, identify, like, a nation that they want to reach out to? Now, In Context is very unique in that, in that sense. We are not a traditional training and sending organization. But when we look at the world, we try to identify strategic nations within a kingdom context. And nations can be strategic due to various reasons. But one of the ways that we go about is purely by watching the news mm. to see in what countries we see big news events. And very often you see that within those news events that we see um, on international news, God is doing mighty work. So mm. we look for places where we can see God is right in the harvest field. And then we want to get involved in those nations where God is mightily at work. And then you get other strategic nations who are strategic within their region or where they are located, like Egypt, for instance. Mm. If you want to reach the Arab world, then one of the nations that's very strategic to invest in is Egypt. Really? So we try to identify those strategic nations and to see, by getting involved by certain nations, how can you be more productive than maybe investing in a nation just next door? Mm. I didn't realize that about Egypt. Is it because it's so close to, like, um, the Middle East? Yes, that's right. So, I mean, when you look at the Arab world, you have 24 nations um, that speak Arabic. As, as the dominant language. So if you want to reach the Arabic world, you need missionaries that can speak Arabic. Mm. So if we need Christian Arabic-speaking missionaries, then you will go to Egypt, because Egypt has the biggest Christian population in numbers within those 24 nations. So by working with the church in Egypt, you automatically is working with the biggest mission force within those 24 countries. So if you can equip Egyptian Christians as missionaries, they can reach out to those other 23 nations and win them for, for, for God. 
that is very like strategic and smart. I didn't I didn't realize that mm. at all. No, definitely. Wow, um Gustav, hi, it's Inga here. I'm in studio oh, with yeah. Zoe. Um oh. and I'm just totally gonna go off like off topic here and not on to the next question, but um I am very interested, you know, in missionary work and just something, a question that I have is, you know, the discipleship is very important because I also find that, you know, with, with the youth and I do some, you know, youth work and usually when there's a conference or something, then sometimes there isn't really a discipleship plan for afterwards or mm. so do you guys have a discipleship plan in place for after your missionary for after a certain trip or a certain you know event yes you touch on something very critical within missions that uh, we have seen a great deal of emphasis uh, put on converting people but mm. really a lack of emphasis on the discipleship that should follow after that Yes. And uh, that's something that we do not get involved with any churches or any missionaries if there is not proper discipleship training follow-up um, with new converts. So with all the people we are involved in, the 25 countries where we currently um, are involved with any missions, every person and every church have their own um, system of implementing discipleship training, but it's something that we um, invest in, that we Okay, awesome, awesome. Thank you so much. And how have the COVID-19 lockdowns and travel bans, like from 2020, affected the missionaries' of, of ability to travel? Yeah, I mean, obviously it had a massive impact. Um, missionaries are people who do travel quite a lot. A lot of mission trips had to be cancelled. All the mission trips mm. from South Africa that we had planned um, in 2020 had to be cancelled due to the travel restrictions and due to the various lockdowns. And many times, you know, for instance, uh, the, the receiving country might have been open to receive, but you're not able to get out of South Africa. And then South Africa starts opening up and you can fly out, but the country where you want to go to is still in lockdown and you cannot get in. Yeah. So it had a massive impact. And I think that one of the biggest impacts it had was on a short-term mission group going out, you know, on one-week, two-week outreaches. And uh, a lot of ministries within the field, um, they really, um, they need, and groups to come in. That's how their programs are based. So missionary organizations were really hit hard through COVID-19, but it wasn't all bad. Um, we, as an organization, we want to communicate hope. So when we speak to our missionaries in these various nations, we ask them, but what good is God doing within this? And the testimonies that come out of just how the, the harvest field got ripened by COVID-19. It's just absolutely amazing. And yes. um, just how people got confronted with their own mortality again, people being afraid of getting COVID, afraid of dying, not knowing what will happen or where they will go, and should they die. And it, it opened up doors for missionaries to speak about God and to speak about Jesus and about the gospel. So we have seen a, a big harvest also come in due to COVID. Um, despite all the, the difficulties you brought about. Hmm. I would, that's actually very interesting because I was thinking about that. Like, mm. I know that with COVID and the lockdowns, it has like had a ripple effect. Like sometimes we don't often talk about how society has been affected by the lockdowns, people on an individualistic basis based on like their mental health suffering and just 
how they could be adapting to this new normal. And I'm glad that, um, well, not glad, but I'm glad that, I'm rather glad that In Context is able to be there for the people who are crying out and need help in those areas and that you can be like a beacon to help them. Mm. Yes, no, thank you. Yeah. I would like to ask what the vision, mission, and goals and objectives for In Context are, as well as any future plans you might have for 2021, provided that we hopefully may not have any more travel bans. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's an answer that we do not have. <laughs> um, we have decided to continue planning travels mm-hmm. um, and to see what happens. You know, if travels need to be cancelled again, uh, then so be it. But we rather plan travels and maybe it comes off and we are able to go to the countries where we do mission work, rather than instead of saying, no, we're rather going to play it safe and, and not, you know, uh, plan any travels until um, it, uh, everybody is opening up again. So yeah. we are going full steam ahead with the work that, that we have been talking. And uh, as you touch um, on vision, uh, the vision of Encontic is really to, to serve the body of Christ, of the church, by providing a Christian perspective on global news. Mm. Um, to do exactly what I told you, like, for instance, with Egypt, you know, to encourage strategic mission involvement. You know, God is doing the most amazing things right, right in front of our very eyes, and people are missing it. They're not seeing it because they are looking through worldly glasses. Um, we have been so tainted um, by what we see on television and the way media carries over news that true. as Christians we, we miss to see what God is doing underneath all the chaos and all the turmoil that's in the world. So as an organization, we continue to investigate news, what we see happening in the world. We speak to Christians within the countries where we see the news happening, whether it's the war in Syria, the war between Armenia and Azerbaijan, um, the current war with Ethiopia, and whether it is presidential elections. We want to know what God is doing in the midst of the things that we see happening in front of our eyes. And when we speak to the Christians on ground level, just every time blown away to see how God is using every single opportunity to promote His kingdom. And then we want to share that with our database. We want to tell people about what we see God is doing in refugee camps, what He's doing in the midst of wars, and also with the hope that people will get involved with the mission work within those countries. So we are excited just to continue thriving on this calling that we as an organization have been given. And that includes traveling to all these countries where we are involved. So we continue to plan our travels. We continue to plan our missions conferences. And we trust God that he will open up the doors according to his will mm-hmm. and that we will be able to continue to share this Christian perspective um, with the church. Wow, awesome. And, you know, missionary work is such a, is such a, you know, you need to have the passion for it. Yes. Like you said, it is a calling. And that mm-hmm. brings us to our next question, which is, at what moment did you realize that you were called for mission work and called for the nations? Um, yeah, well, I can tell you it was back in 2006. And it was just one morning during my personal quiet time, just, just reading the Bible. And it's, you know, the saying goes, the penny just dropped. You, uh, the, it just became so clear that God's heart is for the nations. Yes. It's, uh, that's uh, that's what he is thriving for, you know. That uh, through through Adam, sin came into into life through Adam and Eve, 
And then through Jesus, he brought redemption. And now he wants all nations, all tribes, all tongues to know about it. And that's all that we need to do to see his second coming. You know, in, in, in Matthew 24, verse 14, um, Jesus says that first every nation needs to hear um, the gospel before his second coming will take place. Mm. You know, and that's such a clear benchmark that if the church is serious about seeing Jesus return, seeing his second coming, then he tells us specifically in Matthew 24, we need to reach every nation. You know, once every nation, once every tribe, once every tongue has had the opportunity to accept him as Lord and Savior, then he will come back. You know, it's, it's, I think it's in one Peter where he also says he is patient Mm. to give everybody the opportunity to get to know him. So it's just one of those things that everybody who calls himself a Christian can play a role within ushering in his second coming Mm. by getting involved in missions in one way or another. And like I said, back in 2006, that just became so clear to me. And I started going on short-term mission trips. So, And short-term mission trips during my off-time ended up becoming a full-time missionary. Wow. So, um, And I mean, you are a missionary at your workplace, whether you're a student, um, whether you're a doctor, whether you're a businessman. Everybody can play a role, whether it is by going on short-term trips, whether it is giving financially, whether it is getting involved in prayer for the mission field. We all have an opportunity to get involved in ushering in Jesus' second coming. Yes. Mm. So true. I would like to ask, lastly, mm. do you have any, like, stories of anything that has specifically touched your heart that you'd be willing to share with the listeners? Oh, wow. Um, yeah, there are too many, huh? <laughs> we yeah. love success stories. Yeah. Praise reports. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's so many stories. I think the one story that I that I shared not too long ago, um, I will probably share that. Um, we we met a, a couple who are in South South Asia mm-hmm. uh, that lives in a persecuted country, and um, this uh, in this nation, um, you are not allowed to be a, you are allowed to be a Christian, but Christianity is not recognised as one of the um, legal religions you can participate in. And uh, this man is a doctor. And um, we met him as he was staying in the small, small village in the middle of nowhere in the mountains. And uh, he shared with us that he used to be a doctor, a quite prominent doctor within this nation's capital. And then his colleagues found out that he is not one of the uh, main religions within this country, but that he's actually a Christian. And they told him that they will sabotage his career as a doctor unless he converts uh, to their religion. And he just said, you will not deny Christ. You will continue to be a Christian. And so they started to sabotage his career and demoted him to a smaller town and a smaller town until we met up with him in this extremely small village this evening. And so they just shared the hardships that they were encountering through persecution due to their faith within this nation. And then they shared with us that um, but the following day, um, he, as a doctor, has an interview at UNICEF, uh, the United Nations uh, organization, in the capital. And if he can get this position with UNICEF, then he no longer works for his nation's government, then he works for the United Nations. Mm. Then he no longer stands underneath these people who are basically getting us. And we pray for him that he will get this position at UNICEF. 
him and um, we continued on our journey and he continued on his journey. And it was a couple of days after we got back to South Africa, we got the news that he got the position at UNICEF. And he got position back in the head office in the main city, in the capital of the, of the country. And uh, I mean, we still have contact. This happened uh, like 13 years ago. And from this day, he's still working with UNICEF. He's now the superior to these people wow. who used to persecute him. And um, still facing the capital, and things are going very well with him. So, um, very early on in my mission's career, uh, to be part of a testimony like that really uh, spoke deeply to me. So, um, you know, there's many amazing stories out in the field once you start traveling. You know. That story was actually very touching to mm-hmm. me because, like, I know as a human, like, sometimes when God gives you a command and it's not something you're expecting, you can feel this apprehensive fear or anxiety of like, no, what if, what if I can just bend it a little bit? And you know, it's uh, not the right mm-hmm. thing to do, but yeah. you may want to not do that. And the fact that he stood firm in his beliefs and God came through for him in the end, like God always does. And he was able to get this job that no longer led him to be dependent on the government that was trying to mm-hmm. sabotage him. Like, I just, I just uh, love, I love stories like that. It's very inspiring. I think for me and for anyone who listens, yes. really. Yes. Well, Gustav, thank you so much for joining us today. It was such a pleasure having you on the show. Everything you said was so insightful, mm. and I think it resonates with not only us, but our listeners as well. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank, thank you, Zoe. really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for taking the time to chat to us. We really enjoyed it, and we should definitely do this again. I would love to please any time you just let me know. Yes, we will totally let you know. Good stuff. Okay. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Have a good evening. You too, sir. Bye. (laughs) Bless you. Bye-bye. That was so lovely. Love it. Love it. Right? This is like, you know, we were motivated for 2021, and this is like another boost. Yes. It's like, I want to go out there. I want to, something so important of what he said is like, the the word actually that our church got for the year was yes. Thy Kingdom oh. Come 2021. And mm. him saying, you know, going out there, yes. um, this is what the Lord wants. You know, it's taking his kingdom to the people and not just being, mm-hmm. you know, in church and yes. confined to the walls of yes. the church and being like, no, I'm going to church. I'm receiving mm-hmm. my word, but taking it out there, yes. you know, speaking to someone like in this time where everyone is supposed to be isolated. Yes. Just you know, sending a message, being on a Zoom call, speaking to this mm-hmm. one, taking the gospel out there, yes. bringing, taking his kingdom to those out there. And this just gave me, you know, another mm-hmm. boost. And I'm like, oh. Yes. <laughs> so true. I also, like, I agree with what you said, because, like, that is what we're called to do, to go out mm. into the world and spread the gospel. I especially loved what he said about, like, giving a Christian perspective yes. on, like, current events. Because, like he said, the media kind of rules what we get to see and they kind of they can shape the way a vast majority of people think and though we are in the world we are not of the world Mm -hmm. so the fact that there are still independent outlets out here trying to make sure that the christian agenda and ideals are still being promoted so that we can identify with them and also just like not get like 
have the waves of the media crash over us and influence our thinking too much, we can still turn to people like in context. Mm. Because that's that's one of the things that I found, you know, to be a problem. Like many people started questioning and because of all these things you're hearing and seeing on the media, you Mm. start kind of believing it Mm. and you forget you are in this world, but you're not of this world. Just don't forget that. Don't forget Mm -hmm. that. And the, especially now, you know, being at home, Media has become a big thing. So true. And now it's a way of, okay, now let's push our message. Mm. Let's push this. Let's tell this to the people. Let's, yeah. like you said, shape it in a way. Oh, getting goosebumps here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now let's just go on to the mystery Bible quiz and hopefully our goosebumps will go down a little <laughs> bit by then. <laughs> 180 degrees on I Am Youth Movement. 180 degrees on Radio Cape Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Mystery Bible Quiz 2021. Yes. And you know, it is the very first one. And you know, we like to shake things up here. So we're going to do something a little different. I'm not going to ask you a question and you send in the answer. But. Because it's a new year, new format. New year, new format. (laughs) So for the question for tonight is what is, it might sound too deep, but send us because we are interested in knowing. What is your word for 2021? Or what has the Lord been telling you stepping into 2021? Mm. I know I'm not the only one that's, you know, been hearing from the Lord or been like, you know, this is what the Lord is saying for 2021. So that is our question for tonight. Please feel free to message us on 081-729-1657. That's 081-729-1657. Follow us on Facebook today. I am radio. We asked you guys a question. Mm-hmm. So our question was, what is your word for 2021? Or what has the Lord been speaking to you about mm-hmm. for 2021? And, you know, there's a lot of people that have sent in SMSs that have said um, our church's word. This one person sent an SMS saying our church's word for 2021 is thy kingdom come in 2021. Someone mm-hmm. said, our church's word is Jesus mm-hmm. for 2021. Yes. Something, you know, just focusing on that name yes. in 2021. So you guys can still send in your words for 2021. I'm going to go over to Miss jo- Zoe George. What is your word for 2021? I would like to know. <laughs> so my word for 2021 is that I've gotten in my quiet times and just the times I've spent praying and mm. asking God for what's happening is just change. I just feel like change is coming. I don't know how, but it's coming. It's on the horizon and I'm just anticipating it. I think that's one of the reasons why I feel so excited. (laughs) I've never felt very strongly about what like the word for the year would be. But this year, like I just know that in my heart that that's what it is. Mm. Zoe, Zoe, Zoe. You know, before we actually like during the song, we were speaking about what our word is for 2021. And Zoe says our word is change. And I was like, don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, I'm not lying. <laughs> and I showed, I told her in my memo pad on my phone, in my notebooks at home, my word for 2021 is literally change. Mm-hmm. 
And I've been reading the story of Abraham. Yes, yes. I know. In Genesis, it's the beginning. Yes. So I was reading the story of Abraham and God just revealed, you know, the scripture, which says, I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. That's Genesis 12 verse 2. And I wrote this little thing down, short thing I'm going to read that says, change is never easy, but it is inevitable. God will call us to make changes that seem so drastic, mm. that seem so hectic. It might seem like it's, it might seem like it's changing the direction we had planned for our lives. It will take us out of our comfort zone completely, but it will push us to fully rely on God and put our trust in Him. Yes. And that is something that He's been speaking to me about. Like there's going to be change. There's going to be some, you know, uncomfortable moments where yeah. you're going to be, you know, pushed here and pushed there out of your comfort zone. But just wait and see. I will make your name great. I will make you, you know, mm -hmm. like what He says to Abram, you will be a blessing. And that was my word for 2021. And when Zoe said change, my heart was like in my throat. <laughs> I was like, Zoe, <laughs> soul sisters. <laughs> Indeed, girl. Indeed. Hmm. Now let's just go into the happy health tip. I'm so glad you shared that with us. And like just you saying that just also reaffirms my feelings mm -hmm. as well. Because like I tend to doubt myself just, you know, who doesn't? Yeah. But like hearing you say that you also feel the word for the year is change. The change is coming like. I really like that. Yes. Yes. We got this. Indeed. Health tips. How to be happy in your health. It's not just about being healthy. It's about being happy. Should be quite interesting. Chocolates are the true source of happiness. Luane never lied. Yes. They, I was just going to say yes. They really are. <laughs> They really are. And every time I hear that, I always say, chocolates really are. They really are. Like, it's just the fact of life. Okay, getting into our happy health tip for today. I was thinking, you know, after all the trifle, after all the gammon, after Woo. all the everything. <laughs> full body detox. Six ways to rejuvenate your body. And since we are in the first week of mm. January, our first Monday of the year. Um, we are going to read this detox. So number one says limit alcohol. I don't know mm. who of you have a problem with that, but it says limit alcohol. More than 90% of alcohol is metabolized in your liver. Wow. Liver enzymes metabolize alcohol to acetaldehyde, wow. a known cancer-causing chemical. Wow. So limit your alcohol intake. Mm. Number two, focus on sleep. Oh, I'm so, so good at this one. <laughs> same, girl. Same. So it says ensuring adequate and quality sleep each night is a must to support your body's health and natural detoxification system. Sleeping allows your brain to reorganize and recharge itself as well as remove toxic waste byproducts that have accumulated throughout the day. So, you know, all those negative thoughts, all those, mm. all that negative news, everything yes. that's just coming in. Sleep helps you, you know, kind of like flush that. So true. Number three, drink more water. Mm. I feel so attacked. <laughs> this is a this used to be difficult for me, but now I'm just like flavored water. <laughs> no, not flavored water, but like it should be included. Mm. If you ask me. <laughs> oh, drink water. Water does so much more than just quench your thirst. It regulates your body temperature, lubricates joints, 
aids in digestion and nutrient absorption and it detoxifies your body by removing waste products. Awesome. Number four, reduce your intake of sugar and processed foods. High consumption of sugary and highly processed foods has been linked to obesity and other chronic diseases such as heart disease, cancer and diabetes. So release your sugar and processed food intake. Number five, decrease your salt intake. Now, I love salt. Same. Anyone who knows me knows I add salt on everything. Yeah, just add something. And don't let there be aromat because I will add aromat on everything. <laughs> now you, it's just, it just adds something to the meal. <laughs> yes. So it says decrease your salt intake. Consuming too much salt can cause your body to retain excess fluid, especially if you have a condition that affects your kidneys or liver or if you don't drink enough water. So what I'm saying or what I'm hearing rather is that if you drink enough water, I can add all the salt I want. <laughs> is that what it I'm kind hearing? It balances <laughs> each other out here. <laughs> okay, and the final tip, number six. Uh, Zoe, <laughs> it says get active. Mm, wow. <laughs> Regular exercise, regardless of body weight, is associated with a longer life, and it reduces the risk of many conditions and diseases, including type 2 diabetes, heart disease, high blood pressure, and certain cancers. While there are several mechanisms behind the health benefits of exercise, reduced inflammation is actually a key point. Hmm. So get more exercise. That's so we, it's week one. We can do this. And I just canceled my gym membership. What am I going to do? Oh. I, guess I, I guess I have to go jogging now. Yes. I hear that's very rewarding. Yes. I'll let you guys know how that goes if I can do that. Because I actually tried to go on a run recently. And I ran for like 50 meters. And I saw my life flash before my eyes. So I had to stop. And And just breathe for a little bit. I had to breathe. Did you have some water with you? No, I didn't. I was was so underprepared. I just went onto the beach. I didn't even have the right shoes. I was barefoot on the beach. I was going to say, did you just like (laughs) randomly decide to jog? Yes. And guys, don't, don't. Don't come for me because this is before we were not allowed on the beaches. Back when the beaches were free. <laughs> yeah, so. just to clarify. Just yeah. to clarify that. I don't want anyone to try and arrest me for up to six months. Ooh. <laughs> oh. A whole six months. Bruh. <laughs> See you in June. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And just like that, we are at the end of an, the first episode of this year. Oh, where's the time gone? Literally. It was so nice being back with you guys on air. I look forward to next week. Oh, mm-hmm. I look forward to hearing your voice notes. Don't forget to send in those voice notes. Yes, guys. Why should you be a 180-degree presenter? Mm-hmm. We would like to know, and we would like to consider you if we feel like you are. And I think we, you must believe in yourself, guys. I encourage you to yes. enter this. And if you don't want to, and you know someone who does, encourage them to enter it as well. If you missed anything we said about entry into this competition, you can check out the Radio K Pulpit Facebook page. All the information should be up there. You can also check out our personal social medias. But yeah, that's about it. This has been 180 Degrees. Signing, Signing out. out.